I am Mr. Fox, and you are listening to Fox Unfiltered. Now, this podcast is basically on politics, history, and current events. Unlike my other podcast, which is uh, Go Fox Yourself, mainly about shows and movies. Uh, This one is just my opinion on things going on. And opinions being like assholes, everyone's got one and they all smell like shit. So don't necessarily look at my opinion as I'm giving it to you today as being God's word and gospel. Uh, If any of you know who I am, then basically you know that that is farthest from the truth. However, I do intend to give you references and sources to stuff that I am actually pointing to in support of my opinion. And I highly encourage you to research this information for yourself and come up with your own opinion on things. Mainly just to think for yourself. Uh, I am in no position, being that I am not a doctor, scientist, or lawyer, to be given any advice, be it medical, scientific, or legal. Uh, That being said, if you enjoy what you hear today, felt that you were entertained, I do ask in your support that you hit the follow button. And now that we've gotten past all the pleasantries, let's get into today's subject, which is about the reinstitution of certain COVID measures that we have been enduring for the past year. Uh, I would like to kind of go to the beginning, however, mainly because I don't think I could really address everything and do it justice without addressing how we kind of got to this point and really how ludicrous all this stuff really is. Um, Basically, back in 2019, November, December, we heard that China was experiencing some issues with a virus. Uh, Didn't really know what it was at the time. Never really seen it before. And then finally things started rolling around. We actually noticed that this is a version of the coronavirus. But again, not exactly a strain that we were familiar with. Uh, Right about December... It came about that 200 people, or at least that's what we were told by China, is that 200 people had died. And come about late January, it was the decision of this administration that things needed to be addressed because apparently things were getting a little out of hand. So, about 27th to 29th of January, Trump came out and basically said that we will no longer be doing any traveling to the affected area with the exception of repatriating uh, those citizens coming back here to the states. Now, of course, when that was broadcast, uh, of course, his opposition jumped on that one and said that he was fear-mongering, bigoted, and just spreading fear, paranoia. Nothing out of the ordinary. 
whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans, opposition is going to always do what they do. Come about February, rumors started surfacing, and I, uh, I remember this quite clear because I had already invested into a vacation for my wife and I to Disney World, and uh, it was looking like we'd probably have to cancel our plans because they were talking about instituting measures of restricting travel here in the States as well as possibly even shutting down uh, local big gatherings, which would include theme parks, movie theaters, and other such uh, facilities. And, of course, as I said before, and I will say to this one, opposition came out like clockwork and, yet again, fear-mongering, bigoted. And uh, you had Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, and Governor Cuomo of New York, for that matter, coming out talking about how friendly their places were and how they wanted you to come and see because their places would still be open. Do not worry. We will not shut down. And then April rolls around. And sure enough, uh, my wife and I had to eat that vacation. We got most of it back, of course, but Democrats changed their tune. And it turned into we're shutting everything down. Um... Aside from the toilet paper shortage and hand sanitizer shortage, we are going to only allow essential travel and only essential employees will be allowed to work. Everybody else, either in furlough or if they can telework, otherwise, only essential travel. People will be wearing face masks and people will maintain a six-foot distance between them and other people. It's basically a new standard of social distancing. Now, of course, it was pretty painful. I ended up celebrating my birthday in April with a hostess cupcake in my office versus with my family and a cake. It was crap. But nonetheless, I endured. And apparently so did we. Well, at least those of us who survived. Um, Later on, about mid-summer of 2020, Trump finally comes out with, uh, we are going to have a vaccine. And this vaccine will be put out there before the end of the year. And, of course, the opposition came right back again in full force even though they were in support of doing something that he previously stated, even though they were previously stating that they would not support it, now he comes out with the idea of a vaccine to help everybody, and instead of supporting this idea, it's again opposition as always. And no, no, there's no way. This man is delusional. We must invoke the 23rd Amendment because there is no possible way that this vaccine can come out before the end of the year and go through all phases of FDA testing. Lo and behold, folks, Vaccine came out, and uh, FDA did not approve it. In fact, they did not approve this vaccine until earlier of this year, uh, 2021. However, they authorized the administra- or, uh, the distribution of it based off of a medical emergency brought on by this global pandemic, or, you know, whatever. And I say whatever because there are some things that just don't sit right with me on this. And no, not 
relating to any conspiracy theories. I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with that crap because I personally am not into that stuff myself. I think that just creates more fear and furthermore also creates disinformation. Uh, I may touch on a conspiracy theory as to relation to some of the theories that are out there, but personally, I don't support them. As I said before, if anything, I intend to provoke you to research this stuff yourself, if you haven't already. Now, in the case of this vaccine, as it was said to come out before the end of the year, Several people were asked. In fact, uh, while President Biden was President-elect Biden and Kamala Harris was, well, just a tag-along to uh, President-elect Biden's ballot because we didn't vote for her, we voted for him. Either way, uh, they were both asked, what do you think of this vaccine? Uh, Kamala Harris said that she thinks that Trump is delusional, that this would even come out. And even if it does come out, I'm really hesitant about taking it. I don't think anybody should take it. Biden came out to say that, well, I trust the scientists. I do not trust Trump, and neither should you. Which, honestly, where was he even going with that? That is the dumbest response to an honest question. Uh, He was asked... Would you take the vaccine? It's a simple yes or no question. And yet he tells us he trusts the scientists, but not Trump. Who the hell cares what you think of Trump? You just said you trust the scientists. Are you trying to tell me you think Trump's in the back of his bathroom with some makeshift meth lab trying to put this vaccine together? It's the dumbest response I've on it. Well, no, I've heard worse. But regardless, it's a really pathetically dumb response. Nonetheless, he's finally sworn into office, and of course his tune changes with the Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And that is that I intend to get this vaccine out there to everyone who needs it. Now, granted, he was also asked, who are you going to put in priority of getting this vaccine. And his response to this, no joke, folks, I am not making this up. His response to that question was really, was fine. It was perfect. It was, if you have had the virus, then you do not need to get this vaccine because you have developed the immunity upon your body recognizing the virus Had you not had the virus, those will be the people as well as people within certain age brackets that are of uh, concern will be put into priority on having this vaccine. Now, keep in mind, folks, when this vaccine first came out, it took a while for more testing before it would actually be administered to children. However, a large portion of the data supported the fact that infants and children did not need this vaccine. He was asked again about several months ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was either uh, late April or May. I can't really remember which. In fact, even Dr. Anthony Fauci, 
the uh, superstar of information as it pertains to the coronavirus, no less, uh, they were all asked, so how are we going to go about this with the virus? And also with masks, who needs to wear them and who doesn't? Uh, both of their response clearly stated that if you've been vaccinated, you do not need to wear a facial banana hammock. No mask. You don't need to wear a mask. If you've had the vaccine, it's you don't need to wear the mask. If you have not been vaccinated, I can't enforce you to wear a mask, but I would encourage you to do the right thing. In light of the vaccine, however, if you've already had the virus or experienced the virus, I encourage you to still get the vaccine, but you don't have to get the vaccine. That was what they were saying then. Now, we're hearing with the Delta strain that because 100 million people did not get vaccinated, and this is Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Health, this is the uh, CDC, this is the World Health Organization, all of these people are now saying with the hundred and million people that are not vaccinated, you are the reason this Delta strain is being passed around. Mind you, they are also saying that those of us that have been vaccinated need to wear a mask because apparently, even though you don't get the virus, you can still transmit it. Now, here's a couple of things I would like to point out here about what had just been said. One, you can't transmit something that you do not have. Meaning, if you've been tested for COVID and it doesn't say that you're positive for COVID, you don't have COVID. You cannot transmit the COVID virus or the coronavirus because you don't have it. It is physically impossible for you to transmit something that you do not have. Now, if they're referring to somebody that is asymptomatic, then you should still be able to pop positive for having COVID. But to say that, well, you don't have the COVID or the uh, coronavirus, but you can still transmit it. It's impossible, folks. We're not even talking about a probability here. It is physically impossible to transmit something you do not have. And I will explain this, but also going to the masks. If you've been vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask. Why? Why do I need to wear a mask if I have been vaccinated? Oh, you could pass it on to somebody else. Well, the masks don't work. Neither does the six feet of social distancing. And I know some of you are probably going, wait a minute. No, they don't work. I have said this from day one, that the masks don't work. The fact is a microorganism can pass through your, ma uh, your mask. You wear a filter or you wear that freaking little chin diaper or facial banana hammock doesn't matter. When a doctor walks into a patient's office, they wash their hands, they put on latex gloves, they don a mask. If they cough or sneeze in that mask, they throw it in a wastebasket, change out their gloves. 
And guess what? They put on another pair of gloves and another mask. Why? Because they just contaminated that mask. Now, those of you who have the washer dryer safe loincloth, if you will, or chin diaper, how many times have you changed out that mask during the day when you've sneezed and coughed in it or rubbed your nose or had your hands all over that damn thing? Because once you sneeze or cough in that mask, doesn't matter if it's washer or dryer safe, unless you put it in the washer and dryer immediately after you have sneezed or coughed in it, it's contaminated. And when you put your hands on it, you now have contaminated your hands. You also have a contaminated face because while you're also breathing in CO2, you're also breathing in the virus or whatever you may have because supposedly that's why we're protecting everybody else because we apparently have something even though we didn't test positive for it. But regardless, it's contaminated. It is technically contaminated and needs to be washed then and there. How many of you have done this? I mean, it's just like a reusable diaper or these cloth diapers. When a kid takes a dump or pisses in that cloth diaper, you change the diaper. You're supposed to still do the same thing with the mask, folks. Now, granted, don't take what I do as being something to do as well. You know, don't do as I do because personally, I just wear the mask regardless as just to make a point because I love pissing people off. I'll sit there and wait till somebody, oh, you need to change that mask. Oh, okay, five days later, of course. Uh, I, I don't care. It's just one of those things, a personal amusement because I think the whole thing is stupid to begin with. But nonetheless, just like a cloth diaper, folks, that's what you're wearing on your face. And when a kid takes a dump or pisses in the cloth diaper, you change it out and wash the damn thing. Or at least I would hope you do. But nonetheless, they expect you to accept this as a means of safety. Now, let me explain something. The virus is a microorganism that moves around in a form of particulates that travels as aerosol. So in terms of the mask it doesn't do squat unless you are wearing a respirator that comes with insert filters that are disposable. You are doing nothing for yourself or anybody else around you. Furthermore, and I will stress furthermore, is the fact that while they told us six feet is a safe distance for social distancing, try five times that. Aerosol travels up to 30 feet. So while you sneeze and cough at somebody that's outside of six feet, you've just infected them and everybody that's within 24 feet behind that asshole. Now, basically that's just like telling somebody that you're pointing a gun at, hey, don't worry, this has only a five-foot maximum effective range. Meanwhile, it's got about a 20 uh, maximum effective range. The person moves out to 15 just to be sure. And you still kill the dumb shit. Neither here nor there. But that's the fact. It travels as aerosol. You're going to get everybody within a 30-foot radius, not six. So ask yourself, why were they giving us the wrong information if this is supposed to work? I mean, these are our brightest people. Dr. Anthony Fauci, graduate of Cornell Medical School, director of the National Institute of Health since 1984. I, you know, I, 
The guy makes 500000 a year as our highest paid federal employee. I'm pretty sure he knew about this stuff, but apparently forgot to tell us. That may explain how he forgot about all the emails that he received, which you can also look up from the investigation with Dr. Xi's paper explaining that they were using gain and function, which I will also further explain here later, but also the other emails coming from some of his team explaining the fact that this virus reacts and acts completely unnatural. There is nothing about this virus that is natural. It does not evolve. It does not attack the human body in any natural matter known to science. And when somebody tells you this, that is them telling you that this is either man-made or engineered. I will also get to that here soon. But the fact of the matter is the masks, the six-foot distancing, okay, Let me express to you a personal experience of mine that would further further support the fact that these masks do not work. I was on a plane ride. All I wanted was to sleep. That's it. I just wanted to sleep. I was tired. A couple of people behind me were pissing me off because they wouldn't shut up. And all they did was talk to the point where I could not effectively sleep so at about thirty-five thousand feet i decided to rip ass and it was glorious everybody on that plane except for me complained why because that mask that they were told was going to protect them from a microorganism apparently could not protect them from the essence of my ass And if it could not protect them from my ass, how in the hell do you expect it to protect you from a virus? It's no better than that stupid little mask that pops out of the overhead at 35,000 feet when you're told you're about to crash land. It's not going to save you, folks. And if I'm looking over at my wife after I've just been told we're about to die in about a minute or so... I could think of something I'd rather have her pop in my face than some stupid mask that pops out of the overhead. I don't care if you all watch. About 35,000 feet to the death ground of ground zero where that plane's going to crash, I'm pretty sure none of us are going to walk away to care. Either way, that's what I pretty much think about the mask and the social distancing. But we're apparently supposed to go back to this. Now, Going back to where did this virus originate? Well, technically, we really don't know. As I pointed out, Dr. Anthony Fauci would like you to believe that it came from a wet market. However, numerous emails that have been shown in the investigation between him and Rand, uh, where he had been questioned by Rand Paul and several other senators, have shown that he had been informed that this was not natural. Furthermore, that the uh, Institute of Virology out of Wuhan had in fact been a high probability as to where this virus came from. Whether intentional or unintentional, we don't know. 
Uh, as I also stated before, China is not very forthcoming, and apparently they do not want us to investigate these, this uh, institute. Nonetheless, there was a paper, and you will find that this paper has been said to have been debunked by fact-checkers, rooters, as well as Dr. Anthony Fauci. Unfortunately, you will also find this paper to have been published under peer review and is available with PLOS Pathogen. And it shows that Dr. Xi, who has graduated University of Montpellier out of France back in 2000, and in 2004 has studied bats and their effects of viruses, diseases, after a global outbreak of SARS left 700 dead. This has become a personal vendetta for her to actually take a look at these viruses and diseases that come from bats, okay? The SARS thing, basically, coronavirus is a form of SARS, and this is a personal vendetta of hers. However, in 2017, uh, November of 2017, she put out a paper with her and her colleagues, and... Uh, it discusses the discovery of a rich gene pool of bat SARS-related coronaviruses with new insights into the origin of SARS coronavirus, which also describes how they created a hybrid bat coronavirus by mixing and matching parts of several existing ones, including at least one that was nearly transmissible, two in order to study their ability to infect and replicate in human cells. <clears throat> now, for those of you who don't understand why Rand Paul has attacked Dr. Anthony Fauci on the message of gain and function, especially for those of you who don't know what gain and function is, in 2012 or 2013, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci was interviewed and showed his support for gain and function under the premise of a controlled and contained environment, simply with that exception. But otherwise, he supported it. The other problem involved here, which is why these, this investigation is important, is because Dr. Fauci, even though has tried to state that he did not support this institute, has already been called out and proven to have had funds coming from the National Institute of Health in support of these other institutions, primarily this Institute of Virology, on a possible gain-and-function research of the coronavirus, which this institute, headed by Dr. Xi, specifically researches, is the coronavirus. Now, here's the definition of gain-and-function so you understand, and keep in mind what I just told you as to what is on that paper which, by the way, I also recommend you look up this paper and read it for yourself to basically see if what you think may, in fact, fit this definition. Because, quite frankly, I do. Uh, definition of gain and function refers to the serial passaging of microorganisms to increase their transmissibility, virulence, and immunogenicity, and host top, uh, tropism, by applying selective pressure to a culture. It's basically the manipulation of a virus. In her study, 
she basically expresses how she discovered bat coronavirus or a hybrid form of bat coronavirus by mixing and matching parts of several existing ones, including at least one that was nearly transmittable or miscible to humans in order to study their ability to infect and replicate in human cells. Uh, it's pretty cut and clear. This is gain and function research. Even though M, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci would like to deny it, this paper, which also Dr. She denies that uh, she had committed gain and function research, this paper, the definition of gain and function as well, on top of just Dr. Fauci outing himself with support of gain and function, this is what happened. Now, whether the virus came out of this institute or not, we have no proof. I'm not going to sit there and try and uh, suggest that it did. Yes, it is a very, very high possibility that it did. It's closer to where they say is ground zero than the wet market. It would explain why this virus is found to be unnatural by numerous sources that Dr. Fauci had investigating the coronavirus which, by the way, there is the other aspect, too, is combating the coronavirus. Our government gave Dr. Anthony Fauci, as director to the National Institute of Health, $41 billion to help research and combat the virus. There was an audit done not too long ago on the amount, uh, this money being spent. And only 0.4% of it was basically accounted for as to being spent on what it was intended for. They don't know where the rest of that $41 billion went. Now, me personally, and I'm pretty sure people out of Vegas may be familiar if they grew up around the 70s and 80s with something that closely fits what this kind of describes as being known as the skim. Difference being is Frank Rosenthal did it much better than what Dr. Anthony Fauci is apparently doing. If he is, in fact, doing it. I don't know. Regardless, lately, there is also this push for the vaccinations for everybody. Basically, our government now has Oprah Winfrey syndrome suggesting that everybody gets a vaccine. Because apparently the 100 million people that did not get vaccinated yet, even though they have their concerns, they are at fault for the reason why this Delta variant is getting out of hand. Now, keep in mind, there is no data showing any difference in the decline shown between death to case ratio. However, because this is much more transmissible than the previous strain, We've got our government basically suggesting that they are going to possibly mandate a mandatory vaccine for everyone. Even infants are pretty much up for question on this one. Meaning, you pop out a child like a Snickers out of a vending machine and you won't be holding it until after they stick it in the butt with the vaccine. Sorry, but deal with it. That's pretty much what they're saying. Now... In terms of this, the director to the Center for Disease Control and Protection, or, or, and Protection has stated the federal government does not mandate vaccines for people, 
Additionally, the CDC does not maintain or monitor a person's vaccination records. Whether a state or local government or employer, for example, may require or mandate COVID-19 vaccines is a matter of state or other applicable law. Meaning the federal government is in no position to enforce a mandate telling you that you have to be vaccinated and holding you to the ground to stick you. And uh, if any of you are like me, where you are needle phobic, uh, I'm going to fight to the death if somebody chooses to stick me with a needle and I'm not willing to take it. Because I ain't kidding. You come at me with a needle, I'm running the opposite direction, screaming like a bitch. Now, in terms of this vaccine that they're talking about here, yes, I've had two. Double the protection, double the fun. I figured, you know what? I got headline privileges. Take it now. Don't have to worry about it later. I really don't care. If I die, I die. I got life insurance. My family would be taken care of. Don't care. I really don't. In fact, there's a lot of things I really don't care about much anymore. But in terms of this, I had the choice to take the vaccine. I made the choice to take the vaccine. There is no reason why anybody should have to take away your choice, regardless of what it is. And quite frankly... If we live in a society where abortion is legal because it is a medical procedure that women should have the choice to do with and what they please with their body, well then damn it, so should you when it comes to a vaccine. The vaccine is still a medical procedure. If you have some concerns, and let me tell you, they are valid. The data doesn't suggest that everybody needs to have a vaccine. Yes, everybody's coming down with the Delta variant. Guess what? 80% of the country has HPV. And in case you don't know, that is a virus that actually leads to stuff such as cervical and ovarian cancer. However, 80% of this country has HPV and nobody really shows any signs. Very few cases of cancer even develop from HPV. And you walk around life without even knowing that you have it unless you test for it. So why, if the ratio of cases to death are declining with COVID, especially with this Delta variant, are we being forced to take a vaccine? Better yet, why are we being forced to wear a mask that doesn't even work? We should be wearing respirators if this is such a big deal. I mean, I just don't understand how it is our country's brightest in the medical field are telling us, this is what's supposed to work. Uh, it's it's mind-boggling, folks. Now, when you look at our population of 331 million, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So 2018, it was reported that we had 2,839,000 deaths. In 2019, roughly at about the beginning stages of this coronavirus, which happened towards the latter part of this year, uh, last two months, it was reported we had 2,855,000 deaths. Uh, 659,000 of those were related to heart disease. Cancer, 600,000. Officially, none due to COVID. Come 2020, which has been reportedly our most lethal year, 
We had 3,358,000 deaths. Only 345,000 of those deaths were related to COVID. 690,882 were due to heart disease, and we are still waiting for the final results of statistics by the CDC for how many were cancer-related. As of right now, CDC is only stating that 2020 would have an estimated of 608,000 deaths related to cancer. Both of those higher death ratio than COVID was in 2020. So why is COVID getting head of the line privileges of popularity for Anthony Fauci? I mean, seriously, where are their priorities with this? We got people twice as much dying from cancer twice as much dying from heart disease, and yet they're going with this COVID thing. They're even pushing it harder now than what it was before, no less. Um, one of the things I got to ask myself is, where, what exactly is the end game? Where, where are we going with this? And quite frankly... <clears throat> I honestly see this as being more or less of a power and money move. When you look at the people that made money off this, I mean, clearly, Anthony Fauci, 2017, he was making 417000 a year. Now, 2019, he's the superstar of COVID, making 500000 a year. And his net worth is $10 million, roughly, according to Forbes magazine. Interesting. But I could probably let that slide. Uh, then you look at Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson just adding billions to their coffers because even though we had hydro, what is it, hydroxychloroquine, which was known as a malaria uh, treatment, this was like pennies to the dollar for this medication tr or medical treatment. And while it wasn't truly fully effective as what most people wanted. It was still somewhat effective that it could have put a dent in how many people died. It could have slowed this process down to where we weren't pushing a vaccine without full FDA approval. And in a sense, that is something that we need to keep in mind because when looking at the cases of, well, confirmed cases of vaccine-related deaths. Now, uh, this, uh, the database that is confirming these cases, uh, the FDA has authorized that of any confirmed cases of vaccine-related deaths that they re uh, be reported to uh, VAERS, otherwise known as the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And earlier this year, they had posted a total of roughly 12,000 cases confirmed of vaccine-related deaths. These are people that have shortly after taking the vaccine, for unknown reasons, just died, had an adverse effect, and just keeled over. CDC jumped in because quite a few people were saying, well, this doesn't mean necessarily they died of the vaccine. However, some of those cases were able to be sort of like construed as questionable. So they 
shaved it back down a little bit. Now we're left with 6,000 confirmed cases of vaccine-related deaths. Apparently, this is scaring fact-checkers all across the internet, as well as Anthony Fauci, because, well, that still shows us a slight number of confirmed cases that we need to get a fix on. However, the fact of the matter is, as much as they dispute the uh, credibility of VAERS, any of us who have ever gotten a vaccine knows you get tested first to find out if you have the coronavirus. If you pop positive, regardless symptom or not, you don't get to take the vaccine until you pop up negative. So these people that are dying from the vaccine are not po- uh, COVID positive. These are people that have tested negative in order to get the vaccine. So regardless of what they're telling you, these are in fact confirmed cases of people that had an adverse event with the vaccine and died because of that adverse event, not because they had COVID. So this constant uh, discrediting by uh, rooters and fact checkers, it's BS, folks. The evidence is there. The FDA suggests that it is, in fact, true. And the CDC even came in to establish a, uh, a more strict line as to what is and what isn't based on it. And they shaved it down by half. They still consider 6,000 of those confirmed cases to be legit. That's 6,000 deaths, folks. I know somebody in Los Lunas who actually died about nine days after taking the vaccine. And they basically tried to say that it was because he had COVID. First off, he lives in a village in New Mexico that's about 15,000 people for a population. It's about 30, 45 minutes south of Albuquerque. And uh, as I said, if he got the vaccine, that means he tested negative for the COVID, uh, the coronavirus. So I don't see how they can say that, well, it was because he had COVID. He tested negative for COVID. So unless you're trying to tell me that your tests are actually false, then uh, he didn't die of COVID. He died from the vaccine. It's that simple. And really, truthfully, folks, all of this is that simple. Look at the facts. The death to case ratio is declining. We are wearing stuff or taking measures that do not work. These geniuses, these people that we depend upon to give us this information are giving us the wrong information. Six feet when it should have been 30 if it is in fact this bad. I mean, I honestly don't get it. And the fact that there are so many people that just blindly follow this stuff I mean, seriously, folks, I got to ask, for those of you who are just blindly taking this as being God's word and gospel, at what point did your mother just walk out of Planned Parenthood and say she couldn't follow through with this? And I know, I know, you're probably, you probably just heard that and, you know, maybe you're offended. And if you were offended by what I just said, Let me just say with all sincerity, 
Adolf Hitler wasn't stabbed with a sharpened coat hanger while he was in the womb. And look how that shit ended. We cannot keep doing this. We cannot keep accepting what people are telling us as being fact when all this disinformation is out there. When we got people lying to us. We need to actually take a stance and look at what it is that is currently out there and decide for ourselves. More importantly, we need to start defending our right to choose what we intend to do for ourselves. Nobody, and I mean nobody, should have to tell you that you will get vaccinated and stuck with a needle. Or that your child will be stuck with a needle, regardless of whether you like it or not. And I just, that's basically what I want to say to you today. In my opinion, no, we should not be forced to take a vaccine. You should not be forced. I already had the vaccine. But if you haven't had the vaccine, fine. That is your choice. It should be your choice. There is nothing according to the data that suggests that you should have to take the vaccine. And if anything, there's enough in the data to suggest that you have a valid concern. Even if it's just recently been approved by the FDA, you still have a valid concern. 6,000 people is still 6,000 people. And keep in mind this too, folks. Last year... 345,000 people died. This year, we're still holding at 613,000 altogether. So, with that, no fox given, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And that was Fox Unfiltered. Have a good night.